0: To Drake <laughs> no i haven't <laughs> no i haven't no way
1: um but do, do, are you aware do you know um well you know will smith of course yeah. the actor do you know his wife uh, well no it's not, it's not even his wife jada jada she's acting the maggot at the moment she's really she's 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 a, she's going on a tour at the moment.
0: So she's releasing it basically uh, a book. A, a memoir, basically. I think it is. Is it a book or a memoir? A, a book, yeah. Yeah.
1: About her is it about her life or something? But she's frustrating me because she just keeps telling like it's like it's like unprovoked telling on herself. On un- telling on 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 Will.
0: Yeah, so what the issue is they've presented a certain version of their lives to the public. Yeah. Yeah. For many, many years. And now
2: he slapped somebody on the stage. Yeah, exactly and everything for her exploded yeah. for her, for her. And, and she's like, who told you to do that?
0: <laughs> yeah. Which, 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 that's the annoying
1: part because she said the first thing that was ringing in her mind was how dare he call me his yep. wife. <laughs> Cause they're not, they're not married, they're not they're,
2: married legally.
1: Yeah. Like they're, yeah, yeah, are separated or whatever it is. Yes. And, and, um, he says, keep my, keep my wife's name out of your mouth. Out of your lips. Yeah. yeah, And then he goes, slaps Chris. And then she, all she could think is like,
2: I'm not
0: your wife, which I just think
1: is mad. <laughs>
2: I don't, but like,
0: in all fairness, just I guess there's two ways to look at it. You can look at her and be like, why would she think that? But then also, if you guys have been quote unquote divorced, <laughs> but, ev- nobody on, but nobody knows, nobody knows. I know, but if you've been divorced on everything but paper since 2016, then it is kind of crazy for you to then act
1: a hundred percent. is just the fact that that's all you could think of like what about him like is he okay
2: <laughs> i think she's bipolar <laughs> and yeah, she I hasn't been it. diagnosed because she's all over the place she
0: she no i think she is all over the place yeah, she's, all she's all over she's the place yeah for many many years
2: yeah she's all over i mean like i I used to really like her um just as this very small but fierce woman yeah yeah, 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 yeah. um and then I think the first thing that rang a bell for me were their children. Yeah. When I mean if you if you look at um Jadine now that's his name is J- J- Yeah, 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 yeah. He's totally lost.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know? I, I, his, he had a picture just recently where he's um
2: his whole teeth is gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's he, I, I could literally take the pliers and pull them out. They're yeah. like completely destroyed uh, and obviously it's something he's either eating or smoking or uh, whatever it is uh, he looks really he looks for want of another word he looks lost what
1: what what would you like you know when you see like when i, I see celebrities kids go on a mad one you know they kind of go on they go on this like sort of self-discovery but they just end up looking mad weird and they all just kind of like end up just being weirdos in, yeah in, in, in essence um is that i always wonder why and I, I always think like when you have access to almost anything you want at any yeah. time you want it does how does that play on someone's mind you know how does that play on the kid's mind as well
0: i think it starts from your parents yeah i think
1: god oh, uh,
2: bless you yeah access isn't necessarily um you're having the morals or the values from the very beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, access is not necessarily a good thing.
3: Yeah. Exactly. From
0: you the know, young age especially. This <laughs> yes. no, is really a good thing. No barriers, no So, uh, you
2: just hit the nail on the head, Tomiwa. It is yeah. from the home. Even now, when they talk about antisocial behavior yeah, in yeah. the community, and they're calling for, we need more guards, we need people on, we need police on the street. I'm like, we
1: need better parents. at
2: 11pm, <laughs> where is the mother or the father? Yeah, How do yeah. they not know where their son is? Honestly. Why would you put the responsibility on the school, or the community group, or the guards?
3: Mm, yeah, you know,
2: yeah, putting yeah. pressure on all these resources, just because you were too stupid to do your job. Yeah, I remember
0: there was one time I was in <laughs> okay. I was in town. Yeah. i um, You you know um you know where Ilac Centre is? Yes. Where the Lewis stop is now? Yes. Yeah. there was a there was a row of flats right, and I remember I was coming from church with my so with the pastor's wife at the time, so we parked right beside the flat and this was probably like 10 p.m. at night. We're we'll going to the car, and then as we're we'll walking to the car, I just saw a uh, water bottle just splat in front of us. I was just like, oh, that's really strange. We looked up, we didn't see anything. <laughs> we walked to the car, and this kid came out and threw the water ball. And my pastor's wife just closed the door, and the water ball hit, hit the window. She opens the door, she goes, What are you doing? Why would you be doing that? And the mom of the child opens it, comes out of the balcony, to my kid. and goes, Don't be giving out to my kid. He's only having fun. Yeah.
3: He's and
2: only having fun. And yeah. in that moment, I realized
0: I'm like, I don't want to speak on anyone, but, like, that kid is lost. Yeah. And it's very obvious he's lost yeah. because look at his parents. That's it. Yeah, it's crazy. It's so crazy. So, I
2: mean, you look at an entire society, and it starts from home. Everything starts from home. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 So when kids are in foster care, it starts from home. Yeah. yeah Why is yeah. that child ended up in foster care? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And sometimes people will say, I mean, I've said this a few times, and I've had a, a few Irish people come up <laughs> Like, how dare you say that? Don't you know? It struggles. You don't know what we parents go to. I'm like, shut up. I've got four kids. <laughs> and I know where they're at at 8 p.m. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah.
2: At 12 midnight, they're in bed. So what's <laughs> yeah. your problem? Yeah. So you don't tell me that. You can say that to me if I didn't have children. Yeah. But I have four kids. I've been through the motions four times. Yeah. I have three grandkids. I know what my daughter is going through oh. because of the lessons she's picked from home when she was growing up. yeah, yeah. yeah. So don't tell me yeah. I don't know your pain.
4: Yeah,
2: okay <laughs> so, hop it. I know <laughs> 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 no, you're.. So I mean, yes, I do understand that you know there are privileges for yeah. some people. Yeah. I didn't have a privilege. Oh well, maybe I had a yeah. bit of it when I was growing up. Um, but then towards, towards the later part of my life, I had to meander my way through life. Yeah. But the thing that saved me and saved my sisters. Where the lessons my mother had instilled in us. Yeah, yeah. And I have half brothers who ended up on the streets. Mm. Because I come from a really large family, right? Mm-hmm. And it was every mother to their children.
0: Mm. Uh, was your polygamous house?
2: My father had seven wives and well, 27 well, okay. children. Seven wives yeah. is
0: strong, you know. Yeah, yeah.
1: The yeah. man
2: was busy. So <laughs> How many kids in total? <laughs> Do you want me to tell you now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 27. Oh, wow. It's heavy, bro,
1: yeah? Well, I'm, no, I'm number
2: 16 in the line. Why wow. does that not happen anymore?
4: <laughs> <laughs> because Why? we don't need it. We don't need it. <laughs> what? Need
2: it? <laughs> what? We don't Get need
0: it. me that. 27. Give <laughs> <Get> me seven. <laughs> I think, the, I think the, and like, there's no way one man can have the capacity to spread himself to 27 kids. It's impossible.
2: No, it's, a, it's impossible, but I have to give my father some credit because okay. the one thing he offered us was an education okay. said, look what i can give you for sure yeah. is an education if you want it i'll do everything i can before he retired uh-huh. he said, i'll do everything i can and when he retired i mean it's the one thing he said to the moms as well look you're all on your own now uh-huh. you know uh-huh. and so my moms literally sold the clothes off her back uh-huh for us to go to school, mm-hmm. to make sure that we're in school. And when I was, I'm the first of my mom. And when I was older,
3: yeah.
2: I made sacrifices to ensure that my sisters went to yeah, school. Went to school so and yeah. uh, I, I suppose that, in a way, was responsible for me going to school, even as an older person, yeah. because I'd made the sacrifices for my younger ones. I had started to work earlier in my in my uh, years, yeah. like worked as a young lady uh. so that I could save up money for my sisters to support my mom. Oh. My sisters to go to school, but how was I able to do that in the midst of so many temptations? You know, yeah. because I kept remembering what my mom had instilled and reminding yeah. me that look. And plus, in my father's family, they tried to prophesy yeah. that because we were all girls, my mother's children, yeah. that we're all girls that we're going to end up. The only thing we would ever be good for would be selling our bodies. Oh, mm-hmm. What, like on a t- on the streets oh, as yeah, prostitutes? Yeah, on the only O F thing. That's crazy. So. I <laughs> desperately wanted to prove to them. That I'll yeah. show you. Yeah. That'll well, be way better. So that's the, why. I
4: would like, I just, I want to get where that thought came from that just cause there's all girls that you'd be setting your bodies. Was that like the thinking back then? Or
2: Oh yes. they because my mom didn't have a boy. Yeah. So she had six biological daughters. And when the wife wow. before her left my dad, she left behind. She had five girls for my dad. She, she took one with her and left four behind. So my mom literally adopted them and Mm. then raised them. So she raised 10 girls.
3: Wow! So people
2: who didn't really know the family thought she was a mother of 10 and you wouldn't know the difference. We're like same age following each other. So she had like eight set of twins, literally actually five set of twins. Mm. We would dress the same way. Those of us who were close in age. So because she didn't have a boy, my uncles and aunties felt all you have. And boys, well, in Africa and in Nigeria, Boys are kind of like, oh, the big deal. You have to have yeah, a boy. Yeah, you yeah. have to, you know. Yeah. So they just felt we're all girls. There's nothing we would ever become. The that's, that's a crazy. That's, that's a bad like, okay. But girls, it was, it was a thing. That's crazy. It was a major thing yeah. at the time, and in some parts, it's still the same. Yeah, yeah. Even till now, 100. in yeah, some yeah. parts, it's still the same.
0: I, I, I see the effect. I don't want to talk too much, but like, <laughs> there's people that are relatively close to, and I'm like. No, 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 no. like, <laughs> No, no. Like, like, gonna, whoa, 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 let me, like, Let me land now. Where are you going? So, but, but like, like you, you see the family and, like, they're of a yeah. very particular tribe in Nigeria. Whoa. And, right? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then, look, so they've had, like, four children and they're all girls and they're still trying. Like, yeah. Me, me beyond oh, my God. Oh yeah. Okay, so okay. You know what? Yeah. yeah still trying.
3: Trying. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, trying to get you're trying to get that one so, you know? yeah, so it's
2: yeah, still yeah. there yeah. as you rightly said that even is. till mm, now
1: yeah, yeah. do you do you um like when you look at when you look at us like our generation do you are you scared for us like I'm excited gener- when we become parents and stuff
2: yes I'm excited in many ways and I'm also worried yeah what what's your worry let, let
1: us know your worry my worry <laughs> is
2: that we my generation has failed to mm pass on the good things that we knew. And mm. um, we were too we were too sunk into, oh I want my children to be better than me, which is a fantastic thing. Uh-huh. But we were too plugged into that. And we forgot to actually teach the this generation how to be resilient, how to be, be, build greed. Yeah. This generation, yeah. then they don't have the resilience we had. Yeah. One little thing all is snuffly, mental health challenge. It? Like, yeah, uh, yeah, it's exactly. all soft surface. Yeah. There's a mental health challenge christ's sake back in nigeria what the heck is mental? Oh, <laughs> get on with the thing if i give you back hand you, there we reset your brain with a silly slap yeah. straight I, up I, I you know
1: like, when, my, when my mom talks about her one my mom talks about my grandma my grandma, grandma. My mother, her, her mom that she my, my grandmother lost um 10 yeah 10 kids and she had she had you know she had 12 in total so my mom and her sister had only two that survived and she said that she was cold and i was like you know when she tells me about the story and how she would how she would parent my mom i was like geez that sounds like that sounds horrific but i was like like that woman wasn't she couldn't go to no therapist she couldn't, she couldn't go to no, she couldn't go to anywhere to kind of like, Speak so about guys i just problem. lost, you know, she she's like you can't have to live. And, 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 you, know, Do you, know, you, you know, I, know, I hope we'll, we'll
2: have this conversation in the interview because We're No, We're in. You're, you're, you're oh. joking, right? We're on. We're on. <laughs> We'll go, I, I'm going to introduce you in a second. You have a separate interview. Here. I'm telling you. But honestly, the reason yeah. I'm saying that is because some, even kids your generation who are second generation migrants to Ireland, yeah. um, sometimes they don't get their parents. Yeah. And they think, oh, my mom is so hard or my dad is so strict. And they have their reasons. They're yeah. afraid that what they experienced might happen. They don't want, uh, like, uh, a reenactment of their lives. And yeah. so yeah. they are trying to protect the children so that their children have better lives. And that's why I said that even in trying to do so, sometimes they end up overprotecting yeah. and mm-hmm. then they miss the mark of literally saying, listen up, you can't be doing this because mm-hmm. it's not right for you. Like, look, look, I've, like I said, I have four kids, mm-hmm. and I, I always tell my children, they would tell you in a heartbeat like that, if you once you remember that you are an Adenuga, there are values that guide us in this house. Oh, Our values in the, ha- in the house, we call it the, the Creed L, consistency, you have to be consistent, find what you're good at and be consistent at it. Respect for yourself and for others. If mm-hmm. you don't respect yourself don't expect others to respect you. Mm. And at the same time, the power of that value of respect is that even if people disrespect you, mm. your value does not allow you to disrespect them in return. Worst thing you mm. do is walk away. Yeah. But don't it's engage. Called. Don't get involved. Why? Because you're an Adenuga. Mm. Adenugas don't disrespect. That's the value. Integrity.
1: She has never, She's never been disrespectful. She, she dare <laughs> she's not. She's an Adenuga. She dares not.
2: Integrity because that's... I always say what I sell is my name. Yeah. And anything that has no integrity, I would go near it. And the family knows mm-hmm. that's our value.
3: Mm-hmm. Do
2: unto others as you'll have them do unto you. What you don't want anybody to do to you, that's the D part of the cre- creed L. Yeah. Don't do to anyone. And then love. Love for yourself. Yeah. If you don't love yourself, don't expect others to love you. Find, you know, you know, your, your happy place mm. within yourself. Find your comfort within yourself. Mm. And then love for God. We're Christians. I'm mm. not ashamed to talk about it. Mm. I get trolled all the time when I talk about Christianity. They're like, ah, yo, don't you know God and <laughs> politics don't go together? Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, but uh, my fathers and their fathers and fathers before them were city pretty in Africa. And y'all you, yeah. you brought your... <gasps> God, your Christianity, yeah, yeah. and told them to drop their idols. And they yeah. did. They fell in love with this one God. Yeah. And then started handing it down from generation to generation till it got to me. Yeah, and yeah. then I fell in love with this same God and yeah. I brought him in my suitcase back to Ireland where it came from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and y'all yeah. telling me now not to talk about this God? Sorry. I'm the dividend of your investment in Africa. You will take me.
1: Oh, yeah. 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 Dividend of
2: your investment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You won't that I can't feel it. crazy, <laughs> dog. So, yeah. They understand who they are. Yeah. And that's the one thing that needs to start to happen again, where we're beyond just the work and the making of the money. All that are outcomes of efforts. Yeah. You know, and yes, we tag them as rewards for our investment or hard Mm -hmm. work as well. But we also have to see the raising of our children and the success of those children and them making us proud, we have to see them as well as rewards, as dividend of our hard work in raising the next generation. We have to be proud of that. Yeah. And if, once you think of being proud of that, then you're, you're walking back to front, which is the way I work. Like, what do I want to see? Yeah. I wanted to see children that are well-grounded. Look, they may not know where they're going yet, but they know where they shouldn't go.
0: Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so they
2: avoid it, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Young people yeah, yeah. these days, you ask them, who do you want to become? And they're still thinking, and that's okay. When I was growing up, I didn't know who I was going to become. Yeah, yeah. You have an advantage now where you have all these mentorship programs. You have all these things happening. I run mentorship. I've been mentoring for 26 years. I've mentored over 22,000 people. So I know Jeez. the power of that. I see okay. the change. My heart just jumps for joy when I see a mentee of mine sharing a success story as a result of something they've done with me. Yeah. But with <laughs> that, even with that then, it's important that... As parents, we become our own children's mentors. Mm. Whilst they will have mentors outside, we become the role models.
1: Okay, can I can I ask you something on that? Yes. With, with parents becoming mentors for their youths, for the kids, what's the balance with with discipline and relationship?
2: Okay, so because you're a mentor doesn't mean you don't discipline, right? Mm. Right. So you're a, first a parent. And as a parent, when you are a parent, you're not a child's friend. Please, let's get that clear. That's you true. know, I see, see people saying, oh, you know, I'm a child's best friend. No, you're not. Yeah. You are a parent. Yeah,
3: first, you yes. can
2: become, my, my kids are now, my, my two daughters were very good friends. And they have their best friends, but we're really good friends. And we're really close now yeah. because I've gone past that stage of parenting them. Right? Yeah. I could not be their best friend when I was parenting them. Right, Just I had to be the work. parent. Yeah. And there's a responsibility yeah. that comes with parenting, which means I have a role to guide them. Yeah, yeah. yeah? i failed yeah. in certain places. They will make their own mistakes and yeah. they did make their own mistakes. And yeah. they will fail in certain places because you fail to learn. Yeah, yeah. And failures are not necessarily put downs. They are lessons in how not to do things the next time. Right. 100%. But it's helping them know that and not feel downcast. So, when I was a parent and I'm still parenting two boys yeah. who have four kids, yeah. I'm not their best friend. I don't want to be their best. I just want to guide yeah. them with we'll smile, we we'll laugh. I love them. Yeah. When they cry, I hug them. Yeah. I let them know, which is very key. I let them know that I'm here, themselves, yeah. myself, and their dad. Yeah. If anything ever happens, if you ever make a mistake, and anybody can make a mistake. Yeah. So when parents say, I know my child 1,000%, please, <laughs> Kids will be kids. I was once a kid. Sometimes, you know. Some of these parents
1: haven't a clue. They have no
2: idea what's going on in the minds of their children. So leave your mind. They
1: don't
2: know. (laughs) So leave your mind open as as a parent, but always let your kids know that no matter what you do, Mm. I am your first stop. And I'm that one call you must make because I will protect you. And then we'll go find the fight the foxes out there. But yeah. you come home first and you talk oh, to me. Yeah. I'll be your backbone. I'll fight for you. Amazing. Even if you were in the wrong. Mm. I can guarantee you, with that in the mind of the child, they will double think yeah, before they it. do something. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You La- know? Ladies and gentlemen, that is um, just an intro. <laughs> <laughs> ladies and oh gentlemen, welcome to Where's your Head Up Podcast um, It's Your Boy K D. Congrues. <laughs>
4: Wait, wait. are you making new names up each week yeah <laughs> yeah well, that's my name baby Bemiga. baby how can uh, you be baby girl <laughs> uh-huh. uh, i was
3: like
2: uh, so you're not funky fine baby
1: and we have a special special guest as you guys been hearing how long we've we been in we've been in for about 20 minutes and uh she's been dropping some 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 serious, some gems, serious gems, gems already gems. um state your name let people know who you are
2: My Name is Yemi Adenuga. I love that. She just pronounced
4: everything
0: so you don't get (laughs)
2: it wrong. I know Yemi. Remi, Remi, me me do. Yemi Adenuga. Where's that from? Is that a song or something? Well, is that
1: your your song? That's That's my
2: name song I made up. So you you don't get it twisted. I love it. I
1: love it. So so we've been in, obviously, we've been talking a lot of stuff, and everyone's probably wondering like.
0: We've been talking for at least. Maybe forty minutes. At this
1: yeah, and I didn't, didn't know. know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you didn't know. You had to do it. Um, what What is it that you do um, so people just know, like um, exactly what what is um, the thing that you do? Like, this woman is just dropping so many gems. What is it that she does?
2: Oh my God. Okay. Where do I start from? Um, first, I'm a mom. Yeah. Um. i I feel really blessed to be a mother. I don't think it's a given for um, any woman. There are women who struggle to be mothers. So. Yeah. Um, I feel really blessed to be a mother of four, um, yeah. two girls and two boys. I shouldn't call them girls anymore. They're women now. Um, my boys are <laughs> 14 and 15, and my women are yeah. 23 and 30. Okay. right? I feel so proud and so blessed mm. um, that I'm um, their parents. And I have three grandchildren. Oh, um, wow. So, And I have um, a son-in-law who's who has his head so well-screwed in and he's wow. an incredible blessing to my family and I'm a wife as well and married to one of the best men in the world oh be um, I love better better um we've been married now December this year would be 30 I think 31 years we are no, wow. thank you very amazing. much thank that's you amazing. so but, yes
1: because we're going to we're, we're going to ask you keys to like you know some some people are engaged and stuff like that
2: yeah to success <laughs> we get there we get there yeah, but, yeah. um, I'm also I'm a child of God and yeah. I I I I love my my relationship with God I'm grateful yeah. for to be able to build a relationship with God. And I'm super proud of that. And I'm never ashamed to talk about that. Yeah, it's good. Because it's the essence of who I've become. Uh-huh. And then I love, I, I'm also a, a people builder. I build people. Yeah. So sometimes people I say, like is that God. like construction? I'm like, actually, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's like putting the blocks one step at a time. And yeah. then you're cementing and solidifying. Yeah. And my whole essence, my entire life, everything, the full summation of what I do in my life is, Building. people building, and it building. comes from my background, um, yeah. my story, my backstory, and it's just the commitment and the promise that I made to myself when I was a young girl. So I build people, and um, I do that through training. Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, I'm a people development strategist. Mm. I train. I'm a um, keynote speaker. Um, I speak international internationally. Uh, I train the corporate organizations, yeah. train individuals, train groups, I'm I'm director of programs for a training institute called MIB Institute of People Development. And We design bespoke training for companies, for groups, corporate organizations, whatever it is that they're looking for. Our job as MIB Institute is to come and put the fire in the behind of your workers, you know, and just make them better people. um, Happy people make better workers and then they're more productive. We don't teach them how to do their work. We just teach them how to be better people so they can do their work better. 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 Yes. And then uh, I'm also a social entrepreneur. Um, the CV I, is long. It's long. <laughs> <laughs> it's long. Yeah. It's long. yeah no. <laughs> That's amazing. A social entrepreneur. I run a social enterprise called Heroes Global, like heroes, but the female version is Shiro's. Wow, wow, wow. And we inspire, empower, and impact women and young people to be more. And we celebrate them when they dare to be more several projects within that. Yeah. And one of the projects that's really dear to my heart is the Shiro's Boys to Men project, yeah. where we're raising a generation of good men. <sighs> and we're catching them young from the beginning, non-waiting. Yes, did, not bro. waiting. And we're asking bro. men like yourselves, young men like yourselves who you know bring through the motions to become role models and mentors for boys and community. And we yeah. have the girls club, we have the women's network, we have our annual conference and awards. And we have a new network within Shiro's that we've just set up actually to be launching on the 28th of October. Okay, wow. It's the Black Irish Sisters Network, wow. the Beast Network. Because yeah. we looked around some of the ladies, I always host ladies in my house, and the black ladies have in recent times just been talking re- repeatedly about the fact that there's no unifying support system for black women. Okay. We have clusters of groupings in different places, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and they, they deliver. Deliver for their areas, but there's nothing that really brings black women together. So through that, then we now and then I shared my vision with them a couple of years ago about you know this thing I saw in my head of twelve women just walking into a room filled with five thousand people, and the room was on fire, and they were waiting on this twelve women to just coming, and they were all dressed in black, in suits, and they looked so dapper, and the room was electrified, and they're like, "This is your vision coming to life." Mm, So um, we're (coughs) soft launching on the 28th of October, the Black Irish Sisters Network. And then we're looking to have a massive convention next year where we literally talk about our issues and how we're going to you know, address them. Anyway, and then I'm a politician. <laughs> I'm <laughs> dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead.
3: Okay. <laughs> uh, yes, so I'm an elected
2: public rep, a councillor. I run in the local elections in 2019. Um, thankfully won a seat. And there were seven sixteen candidates, I think, running for seven seats. And I was blessed to have won one of those seven seats okay. to become the first black woman to ever be elected in the history of Irish politics. i nah, we gotta give that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'll stop at that.
0: watch your TV bro? I was only <laughs> saying say
3: that to <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love Jesus. <laughs> I'm a I'm child of Christ Christ. God. God. <laughs> um um, um, okay so since we've been talking um your tenacity is very it's very obvious it's like at the forefront of of your character and who you are like um why did you (laughs) i'm not gonna say do i want to say but like why did you decide to go into politics because i'm I'm sure you are very well aware that if you were to go into this you would be the first black woman what was the driving force behind behind that okay
2: First of all, I did not know that I will be the first black woman. Okay, okay. As a matter of fact, on the day the results were announced, it was a reporter who had walked up to me when he was interviewing me. So he had done the interview, and then he said, well, congratulations, you do know that you are the first okay. black woman. I'm like, uh, you better be checking your facts right. I don't yeah, think, actually, I'm sure there's been somebody yeah. before. And I was like, no, tell me who. <laughs> and it hit me like a bolt, like, yeah actually, this is what's just happened. Yeah, yeah. I, I never thought about I didn't know what the, you know, the implications were going to be or what the outcome would be. Yeah. But why did I step into politics? Previously, I probably would not have thought about politics. Yeah, maybe I would have because my husband had been in my ears for years yeah. mm. saying, look, you're doing so much in the community. You've always said you needed a black, bigger platform. Yeah. What better platform than politics, and I'm like, eh, politics, Yay. No. Mm. yeah, no, because I I always saw politics from the eye of politics in Nigeria okay. and how very <laughs> dirty and <laughs> very mean and demeaning it was, yeah. and how politicians were disrespected so much mm. because of their ways, mm. and I never, you know, I never wanted to go down that line. Built, mm. I built a reputation for myself. I didn't want it to be tarnished yeah, by, yeah, by politics. Yes, I, sure I have sure. so much respect from the community. I wanted to be able to maintain that because um, a lot of young girls and plenty of women saw me as a role model, and I didn't want politics to tarnish that. So first reason I stepped in was Finnegal asked me, the party, um, to run to represent them. Mm -hmm. My initial response was, (laughs) thank you very much, no thanks. But I had a really long and interesting conversation with the then secretary of the party. Um, He's now retired, and he'd... um, You know, explain to me why they felt that I was the perfect candidate to represent the party um, in Navan, and I just said to him, "Look, but you know, the thing is, I I don't really know much about politics, never mind Irish politics." And he said, "But you know people," Mm. Mm. and I'm like, "Hmm." "It's like you know people so well, Yemi, and that's you. I heard you say this before that politics is about people, and you're so right. So, what better person?" So, so like you have the foundations exactly. Yeah. So I went back and thought about it, and I thought, look, I've always been saying to people, don't sit on the fence. If you're not part of the solution, you are the problem, yeah, not just yeah. part of the problem. So I thought, look, I'll I'll dip my feet in the waters and see how it goes, and just give it my go. Wow. And I did, and it, it was we did we stepped in. I said yes towards the tail end of you know canvassing, and it was so scary, yeah, so scary. Rise. Elections well, were. This? So, the elections were in 2019. The party had asked me in 2018. Okay. Um I said yes eventually towards the end of 2018. Mm. Um, the conventions were um, in, the selection convention for Navin was in January 2019. Oh, wow. And the elections were in May. So, the selection convention, I think, was on the 27th or so of January. So so it was so, short, tight, yeah, so tight. And I didn't get my first leaflet, I think, until March. So I had March, April, May, like three, the good part of three months So they're about to canvas heavily, even though we'd been kind of like going to the doors and I was getting a feel of what it felt like. But it was a tough one. So I decided, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to bring every experience that I think I've ever had <laughs> in my life. <laughs> I put my hat on as a strategist. And I always, re- I remembered, look, I teach people in corporate organizations, no matter what you're trying to do, the bottom line is that you're trying to sell something.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. You're trying to sell something, whether it's a service, whether it's a product. So I was trying to sell Yemi. And well, so it was a question uh, of yes, how yeah. do I sell this woman to people at the doors? That makes sense. So no. that became the yeah. it was like like the, the, the main factor for canvassing. Just bring Yemi to the doors. And I remember the very first day we went canvassing at the doors. I remember, and I have to really, you know, be thankful to Finnegill because the dog did really fantastic training for us. With the training, though, when you get to the doors, the experience is different from what you hear in the class. Yeah. Well, maybe it's not different for some people. It was different for me, not just because I was a woman, or I am a woman, also because I'm a black woman.
0: Hmm. It's a different
2: experience. Four strikes against <laughs> me: a woman, one. Strike two, a black woman. Black, Strike yeah. three, a black woman with an accent. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Strike four, a black woman with an accent with a big mouth who knows how to use it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, where where is the winning here? Yeah. So the first day I went to the doors, um, I did the spiel. We were trained. You stand a certain way. You speak a certain way. You, know, you carry yourself a certain way. And I did. And I gave my leaflet to this man at the door. And I was hoping he would take it. And he said, Are you done? I'm like, ah, yeah. He said, no, but no, thanks. And he shut the door. And I stepped aside a little. And I'm so grateful my husband was there that day. He put his hand on my, on my kind of like my arm. Yeah. And I said, sorry, not now, because I was I knew I was gonna cry. So I just he he's like the best man in the world. He knew he knows me well. So he kind of took his hand off, and I took a moment and took a deep breath. And right there and then at that man's doorstep, I decided. Do you know what? I'm bringing Yemi to the door. You, it's one of two things. You either like her or you don't. Yeah, yeah, and from yeah, then yeah. on, next door, I brought myself. Yeah, yeah. Spoke in my own way. Brought my own style. Come Did on, everything my on. way. Yeah, yeah. And I guess Nav Felt, they liked Yemi enough <laughs> to go for her. Yeah, 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 so yeah. authenticity is yeah. really key. Otherwise, yeah. you can't be consistent. You know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I said yes. I was asked, yes, that was a reason, but it was for me. It wasn't a good enough reason. I yeah. had to find my own why, and my why is because I see politics as a bigger platform to do more of what I was already doing, bringing yeah. a difference to my town yeah. of heaven. Yeah. And I wanted to yeah. do more of that. Yeah. You,
1: you, you said you made a promise to yourself when you were young. Yes. What was that promise? Or is it something that's public? Or is it like, is it, is it? Or is oh it, yes,
2: it is. Yeah. I mean, like I've, I think I've told the story a million, a million times. Um, it all stems back to my background. I grew up in a, I grew up in a really large family. My father had seven wives and twenty seven children, um, and you know I am number sixteen in the lineup of children. Mm, yeah. And my mother was the last wife of seven, yeah. and she had only six girls. And then she adopted four other girls who were daughters of my stepmom, the wife before mm. my mom when she left my dad. Mm-hmm. And my father, being the head of the clan, would have hosted the family meetings at those times. Mm. So one of those meetings, then, my uncles and aunties came up to my mom and like, oh, you this woman, you only have girls, no boy. You know, all these girls of yours, they're going to end up on the streets of Lagos, which was the capital of Nigeria at the time, time, selling their bodies as prostitutes. And I would have thought that my auntie, who is a woman, would have kind of like shut them up and supported my mom. But she was adding petrol to fire and uh-huh. saying, yeah. ah, you know, they will say to men, you know, come and buy me. Come and pay for me. And My mom was heartbroken, as so you'd expect. Crazy. And I was only 13 years old. Wow. And I was just in the corner by the room and I heard those words and I cried. And about 3 a.m., I think I got up. I was going to the room. My mom was still crying. She would remember and she would cry. And I went to her like, why are you still crying? And she said, you didn't hear what your father's family said. And I said, actually, I did. I did. And that day, the first promise was one I made to my mom. Yeah. I was just a 13-year-old girl who wanted to stop my mom from crying. Mm. And I said to her, mom, I promise you that I'm going to work so hard. Myself and my sisters are going to work so hard and make you so proud that those uncles and aunties will wish their boys were girls. Mm. Mm-hmm. We're going to make you so proud that those sons of theirs will wish they were your daughters.
1: Oh, boy.
2: And so for me, <laughs> Damn,
1: that, has, that has
2: been the foundation of everything I've done in my life to make my mother proud. Yeah. That having it's a girl was not a problem. A problem. Yeah. So that was the first promise. Okay. And then the second promise was one I made to myself. Yeah. That because that had happened, uh-huh. and I was so angry, that who died and made those people king? Mm. Who made those uncles king? Who gave them the power to speak <laughs> those kind of nonsense uncles, prophecy yeah, into our lives? Right? Yeah. And so I promised myself that as I grew older and as I learned in life, I everything I learned I will pass on to women and young girls. Yeah. Just to empower them. And for me, then it became a motivation to succeed that I have to su- if I'm going to empower anybody with anything, yeah. I have mm-hmm. to have something to give them. Yeah. So I have to succeed.
1: Yeah. That's so. So, that's so interesting. So sorry, I was watching um me and my brother talk a lot about like kind of like our pain points like, mm. what drives us, like because people, you know, people ask very successful people. Like what was the thing that drove you mm. to kind of that thing? And, and they all talk about pain points. they all mm. talk about some, some, somewhere in the childhood, somewhere in yes. some point of their life where there's something that just said,
2: that it's a backstory.
1: Yeah. Just like firing up behind, just kind of made mm-hmm. them just go, Hey, listen, we're just going to go for it now. I want to make sure that nobody, you know, doesn't have sand. Uh, everybody has sandals now. Do you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. because I've never had sandals, you know, there's, there's always a, some sort of pain point that they have. And it's, very interesting that like y- you um you have that as well, like um that kind of like thing that that motivates you to kind of go and do what you're doing and impact, you know, impact people. Um d- does everyone need that? Does, does everyone need that kind of thing? You know, there's people there's people who maybe like I'm not saying that you know people don't have pain points in their life. Everyone has mm, a pain point mm-hmm, in their life. Mm-hmm. But maybe they you know, maybe they haven't discovered it maybe it's just something that wasn't as deep for them to kind of like want to go and change the world with does anyone that goes to change the world to make impact in communities or do something at this at a scale at a very high scale do they need um a pain point do they need that sort of they may not
2: necessarily need or have a pain point but they must have a why why
3: Mm -hmm.
2: there must be a why Uh, it's my best word in the world w-h-y yeah Because you find that when you ask the question why, you get an answer and you drill even deeper. You get even deeper answers. There's a reason for, why are we sitting in this room? Why are we doing this podcast? Why did I say yes? Why did I get up from my house and leave (laughs) church and dress up and come here? There's a reason. And so if you're not clear what the reason is, you're just going to jump in and you could drown. Or you could be pulled into something that has nothing to do with your trajectory in life. Right? So you're working a journey, right? And you want to make sure that you, as you meander around, you get lost, you could, but you don't want to drown anyway. You're in deep waters that sometimes are filled with shocks and, you know, all kinds and manners of things that would eat you up. But if you know your why, it's a propeller. So Uh, while uh, some uh, people may not necessarily have really solid, strong, painful pain points, right? They can just decide, look, I I ha- was on a trip and I saw this and it just hit me. I didn't like it. I want to change it. That's a reason. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. a
1: why. It's
2: not their pain. It's someone yeah, else's it's just, pain. Yes, yeah, it's just why. But it is a reason. Yeah, yeah and true. so that reason keeps them focused on what the goal is. So, the, you know, through, through your
1: ment- mentorship and everything you've been doing over the last like twenty six yeah. to thirty years, is is have you found that a lot of people don't have a why?
2: A lot of people don't even have a focus yeah a lot of people don't have they don't have values they haven't said anything they don't have a self-definition of who they are never Mm. mind why (laughs) you know so every time (laughs) over the years right this the interesting thing when i first started mentoring i didn't even know that what i was doing was mentoring Mm. like people would come to me i was i was hosting a television program uh, a talk show called sharing with Yemi. And at the time, it was Nigeria's number one talk show huh. on AIT, African Independent Television. Avocat Independent Television. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm a pioneer of wow. that. And, wow. uh, interestingly, I, I produced the first program ever to be aired on, the, on that station. Wow. And then Ray Power and Ray Power started. I was the first female voice on Ray Power when it went live and we got our license. So, um, but back to the story. So, schools will come. Because of the program, we talked about societal issues and they would come and they would say, would you come and speak to our girls? So you could have like 700 girls in a room and I would come and like, would you look after them? And I would kind of like mentor them for maybe over two months or three months. Back, just in Nigeria, in, back in Nigeria, years yeah. and years and years um, ago. I'm talking about 90s. Uh-huh. And so we we'll set programs for them and say, OK, I'm coming to check you. You better be doing your exam. I'm coming to see if you did what I told you to do. And I didn't realize that I was mentoring those girls. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from 700, you would have like 1,000 girls and you'd have like 1,005 girls. And it just kept growing. And then the parents would ask me, oh, you know, I, you did this for my daughter. Would you work this with me as well? And so it went from just the girls to women. And that's how the mentorship grew. And I realized over time that when I was traveling to countries, more and more people were asking me, were asking me, would you yeah. mentor us? Would you do this for us? And then as my workload became heavier, it wasn't practical yes, yeah. to just keep mentoring them like that. So I, as years went by, I designed the Yemi Adeluga Mentorship and Leadership Programs, the YAML program, yeah. and then started having people in, in different cohorts. So you find people who are members of cohort one, they'll say, oh, yes, we're in cohort one. And now we have our online cohort, which was right after COVID. Yeah. Yeah, who would ever think you'll say thank God for COVID? But it's not a easy <laughs> nice thing to say. But COVID yeah. helped us pivot even the, the mentorship program where it became online. And my mentees who have, who have mentored for years and years and years, and you know, some of them had never even gotten a chance to see them again because I hadn't gone back to their country. Mm. They could come online. So we oh, could man, all I mean, see each I mean, other I mean, and each they other. all like built and things. So the mentorship then became one where it's designed that. The minute you get on, no matter which of the programs you're doing, whether it's the political leadership training program, whether it's the emerging leaders training program, whether it's the lifelong learning program, which is like a one-year program, which we've we've kind of like um, streamlined into a six-month program, whether it's the women in leadership program. So these are the programs that are under the the mentorship program. Any one of them that you're doing, the first thing you've got to do, you have to do the self-discovery model. So this is where you have to be clear. Who am I? What am I about? You define yourself. And if you don't, people will define you. And you wouldn't know then. If you don't like it, it's like, look, your life is a movie. Our lives are movies. We're the lead character in the movie. And somebody's writing the script. We don't like the character, but we're acting it out anyway.
3: Yeah. And
2: they keep writing new series. They write new lines into the series, oh, and it just yeah, progresses. Yeah. And we keep acting it. Why? Because we feel like we're celebrities in the movie. But we don't like what we're seeing, but we keep acting because we're getting paid. Right? Sure. So we need to take the, the pen back and like, or take charge and like, who is the producer of this movie? Hang on. I'm the executive producer. This is what I want to see. But you've got to take the pen back. Yeah, right. So that's part of what we do the first part of whatever that dementia program you're um, course you're doing you do the first module which is self definition you get to the why and then part of that is, is why, why. You've, you've, you we have the, the the second module then which yeah. looks at you looking at why you're doing whatever it is that you're doing yeah. you know you, we set a goal within that we set smart goals and then why are you doing that goal and who why are you who you say you are and you know what's the essence of you you're defining you can always redefine you. Yeah. Your definition is not cast in stone. I'm I'm I am i am i am a married woman now. I'm a mom. I'm a grandma. A few years ago, my definition then is completely different from what my definition is now. So we evolve as people. Yes. But you have to, your definition has to just get better, not worse. Yeah.
3: yeah. So
2: yes, within the program, we help people find the why. We help them find themselves and then we help them set goals. So for me, within the mentorship, it's important that you're not just coming for me to pour out to you. Because one of my goals in life is I am an encounter. If people allow themselves to encounter me, they must leave me feeling better than when they met me. Mm, yes, so yeah, yes, yeah. they will encounter me, yeah. right? They encounter Yemi. Yeah, well. But beyond that, yeah. when you know who you are, yeah. what impact are you going to make? So yes, people yeah, know yeah. that you are who you say you are. Yeah. And so within the program, they set goals. Amazing. And then they walk the goals, yeah. achieve either part of it, if it's a long-term goal, but they start on um, a path to achieving their set, set goal. It yeah. could be work goal, it could be family goal, it could be anything.
0: Yeah. You know, I have a question. It's actually, I think, um, so looking at kind of your life and how you've been speaking about the things that you've been involved in, it makes sense to me why you have become a politician right now <laughs> so like in hindsight like because it, it almost sounds like your trajectory was going towards there anyway but of course you didn't see it at the time because of kind of the, your environment your immediate environment like in hindsight are you like oh this it makes sense that i'm here now like is, is that something you think about
2: yes i have you are 1000 percent right yeah. uh, yes i have thought about it a few times and like i said most of the things i do in my life um I, I I've, I've made a promise to myself to pass it on. Yeah, yeah. Once I have a, a learning, a new learning, I pass it on. And, you know, what you've just said there is a reminder of one of the things that I pass on in recent times, that everything in life is an opportunity. Mm, yeah. everything. everything. Like we're sitting here, this is an opportunity, yeah. right? To do this, yeah. to get to know each other better, to yeah. have this kind of conversations and maybe pass on messages to people. Yeah. So uh, I teach my students. Four key things about opportunities, right? I think I might have shared yeah, this with you. Them, yeah, and yeah. I'm really passionate it about it be, yeah. because we don't see it. Yeah. And I didn't learn this from a textbook. I learned it from experience. The first thing is we have to realize that opportunities are right in front of us every single day. When I was growing up um, in Nigeria, where I come from originally, we were told that opportunities come but once. Yeah,
3: yeah, and if like you that.
2: miss it, that's it. Your life is over. Yeah. That's a life from the pit of hell. Yeah. opportunities are there in front of us every single day, yeah. right? Yeah. So first thing is you have to recognize that. Second thing is you have to take it. Yeah. It's not enough to see an opportunity. Yeah. If you don't take it, it means nothing. Yeah. And then the third thing is you have to use it well. Because if you don't use it well, you're literally pulling the ladder from under the people who are coming behind you and saying, look, I'm the only person who deserves this. Mm. So be gone. Mm-hmm. And that's not a, a way to that's live life. Important. You can't leave an impact. Yeah. You have to make sure that other people get to climb that ladder. If yeah. something is broken, fix it. Make sure that it can come up. I
0: right? think, I think sorry, sorry to coach up, I don't mean to... No, you're grand. But I think point number three is very, very... Um, it's really important, especially for our community, should I yes. say. Yes. There's a lot of, like, people like, I, I would say black and Nigerians, because that's my m- main experience, whereby, like, I find an opportunity, to, but this for me, I'm not going to talk about
2: it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean? That's like, because the, we don't un, we don't yet understand <clears throat> the power of a collective. Yeah, we yeah, don't. Yeah, we yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. We, I, I, and it the, pains the, the, me. The, the, the Asians, the Chinese have got Oh right? my god! Oh, they're down. They are They, they <laughs> that's the, that's on, that that like they do that in their sleep. Yeah, yeah. that's
4: their oxygen. You know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But you have to give it to them because they were raised to do things yeah, that way. Yeah, yeah. We we weren't raised to do things that every way. We mother, were raised mother. we were raised being told, Oh, you know, be careful of your sister, even your sister. Hey. Okay. Yeah, your sister crazy, is your you know, biggest enemy. I think you know?
0: Especially in a polygamous house as well. Because my, my mom my mom God came from my mom came from mm-hmm. there. And it's that thing of like every mother for her and her kids. Everyone's against you. And like you're literally hearing people. Like you're hearing this other mother trying to sabotage the kid of this other woman. Do mm-hmm. you know what yeah. I mean? And like that creates a society of like, ah, it's for So like yeah. uh, everything exactly. out there. It's not my business. It's as, a long as, mentality. Exa- as long exactly. as everyone that's within my kind of uh, in my environment is safe. That's all I care
2: about. You know? Exactly. And uh, that's it. It's our foundation. It's yeah. the way we were raised and the way it was handed down. Cause everyone is always, you know, trying to sabotage. That's yeah. the word. Yeah. Sabotage someone else's effort. But we've got to go past that because we now have a generation of young people, especially for those of us who are in Ireland, who have opportunities that we never had. Mm, And we've got to teach them differently and enable them differently and tell them that opportunities are not just for you, they're for other people. And when you get an opportunity, you've got to open the door. Why? Because it is very lonely at the top. Mm. Very lonely lonely at the top. (laughs) 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 I tell you honestly, I'll give you an example. When I became a politician, right, I looked around me. I was the only black person.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. people, it was exciting for people. Yeah. But in some levels, it wasn't for me.
3: Yeah. I didn't
2: like the feeling. Yeah. I wanted more people. So the first thing I did was, straight up, I said to my, my, my colleagues at MIB, we've got to design a political leadership training program for migrants. And we did. Oh, and wow. we had 21 people. We had a lot of people apply, but we selected 20 and it was for women, and it was for people from diverse backgrounds. And there was this one guy who just bashed his way in, like kept emailing, like, you can't leave me out. I want to join him. We let him in, so we had 21 people. And I just wanted to be able to use my platform to create an opportunity for others to start getting interested. And I'm so proud to say that of the 21 um, who did that program, 10 are now registered with political parties wow. and 8 have been selected to run in the next local elections. Oh, crazy. And now, I have another mentorship program which has about 10 people <laughs> who are from a black community mm-hmm. who are interested and some have been selected. Yeah, that's that's how you enable more opportunities. Not to keep it to yourself because yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't profit you yeah, nothing. Yeah. You know? So you, look, you look better. Like I, You look, you look better. better.
0: Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, and there's a weird thing about it. Uh, it's in a sense of like you actually live longer because yeah. of it. Very true. You know what I mean? It's like, like you know, 20 years done, down the yeah, line, yeah. someone's going to be like, it's because of Yemi that I'm yeah. here. Mm, because of Yemi that yeah, I, I, I've been able to do this. Or, you know, yeah. the, the trajectory of my life has changed because of my encounter with Yemi. So it's amazing. Yeah. Mm, thank Four. you. So, so and, and the thing. fourth thing. yes, yes. yes,
2: yes. <laughs> you were listening. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. So the fourth thing is to pass it on, which is what mm, I've that's been, that's been that's saying. Like, don't keep it to yourself. Pass it on. That's exactly how you leave a legacy, yeah. because you can buy a house, you can crumble in a day, it can depreciate in value, market value. You can buy a car, you, you have an accident. That's it; it's gone. The value's gone. But it's what you impact in people's lives that leaves well, know, on and keeps your name in the lips of people for forever. For forever, you yeah. know. So. Um,
0: interesting thing. So obviously, talking about um, the environments that we come from, where. Keep opportunity to yourself. What was the process of, like, unlearning that, and then kind of adopting this new kind of thought process? If you know what I mean.
2: I do. I yeah. actually do. Uh, for me, I think it goes back to my why. Okay. It was an intentional, deliberate, conscious decision. So, as a typical young girl who grew up in Nigeria, they, my immediate, um, maybe thing to do would have been. Please, I have this opportunity. I don't want anybody to kind of like ruin it for me. I don't want Wahala and all that. But because I'd intentionally made myself a promise as a young girl and I was intent on keeping that promise to myself, not to anybody else, Mm -hmm. I had to change my thinking of how to make it happen. So I knew it had to happen, but how will it happen? The only way to make it happen is to make sure that I'm passing it on, right? And I said to you earlier, and I'm the kind of person that I think from back to front. I paint a picture. I see in pictures. I see visions. Not that I'm a prophet or anything, but Uh I think in visions, right? And I see a future that I would love to happen, but it's not going to happen by itself. I have to make it happen. So then I walk towards making that happen. And the only way it can happen is to make sure that as people come to me and ask for help or tell me, or oh, we love what you're doing, or we see you as a role model, or we see you as a mentor. Would you please mentor me? I can't say no. Yeah, I have yeah. to say yes. And I have to mentor them in a way that is profitable to them, not yeah. what I think they need, but also be sure that within what I think they need, I also add what I believe they should have it's as dramatic. a base to enabling what they need. Yeah. So, so yes, i have to build, consciously building do it.
0: foundations for them. Or exactly. In
2: them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You, cuz you mentioned a lot of stuff about mentorship and i think about i think about my my generation my guys and like what's the what's the thing that we need? would you say that the main thing that we need would be our like our identity like would you say like i know you've mentioned you know know who you are like you yeah. know for for the young black woman for the young black man is is that the main thing that you need to know
2: it's it's not necessarily the main thing but it's a major thing it's mm-hmm. one half the yeah. major things. One of the major things.
1: What would um, be, the, what would be the, like? Yeah, if if so, you if you had to choose one thing that a black young man needs to know or needs to develop or needs to be mentored on, or young black women, yeah. what, what would be those things? E- even if they're different, that's cool.
2: Yeah. So it will be, of course, identity will definitely be one of them. I believe that as black Irish. Yeah. If I asked you, what does black Irishness mean to you? What does that mean, right? So Confusion. tell me, what does it mean?
1: <laughs> it I, for, for me, I think it means it's I don't even know. It's like yeah. it's, there you it's, go. it's yes, yes, quite it's quite a it's still
2: undefined yet. Tell me why what does it mean? Um I For think you as a young black Irish man, I'd, what does it mean yeah, for
0: you? I'd i say if anything, it's uh, two main things are coming to mind is versatility. I have this background, this rich culture that I'm calling that that I'm coming from where like my parents are from and stuff. And then I also have this kind of new thing. That's also new to me kind of meld building those two together. And then also there's a sense of freedom that's attached to it, whereby I can then reinvent myself. I can be whoever I want to be. Give
2: the man a prize. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you're in my brain, right? So I've thought about this a million times. And just watching my children grow and out of concern for when they walk the streets of Ireland, who are they going to feel like? You know, when you come originally from a place, you have a sense of, this is my base. Yeah. This is, they say, who's your father? You tell your father. Or oh, who's your grandpa? <laughs> you know your grandpa is. Where's your grandpa from? You tell. Yeah. Where's your grand grand, grand grand You know, there's, there's kind of like a, a, a process within your definition. Yeah. But this new identity, what is it, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the first thing is there's a huge advantage. Whilst some might see it as a disadvantage, oh, we're lost, we don't know where. we are, it's confusion.com. Actually, no, I see the opposite. I see a huge advantage where if you closed your eyes now and you heard a black American speaking,
1: you 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 can tell. 100%.
2: You know he's an American. Yeah. But you know, he's not a white American. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, a I'm black sure. American. Why? Yes, through yeah. the accent. Yeah, yeah. It's same with a black British person. Yeah. You can tell the, the, through the accent.
1: Tell the what them, does yeah.
2: black Irishness sound like? We don't know yet.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Like you have, a, you have a mixed grill, a potpourri of different yeah. sounds coming out. And I think it's beautiful and it's organic and it's authentic. And it's building, right? So that's one thing. The other thing then is we can learn from those countries. We can learn from America. We can learn from the U.K., What have they done right? And what did they do wrong that we ensure that we don't do? Mm. And then we can, from that, decide, hang on a minute, this is is who we want to be. It doesn't matter whether you're from Kenya or you're from Cameroon or you're from Nigeria or Ghana. It does not matter. The fact is you are black Irish, right? And this is who I want to be. And we can, our young people have an opportunity to define that, but it's not going to happen by itself because today when you ask the black british person what's that for you they have no clue Mm. the only thing that really defines a black british person is the accent Mm -hmm. end off (laughs) i pro i mean like tell me Mm. what else what else right, so yeah, j- it's it's different j- things jerk chicken and yeah. you're thinking Jamaica, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. black American what yeah. defines them really? so really and truly we have that opportunity to define that identity yeah. and it should not be allowed to just you know yeah. die off like that
0: I think I think I think art plays a very big part absolutely in definition I think um when you when you speak about like America, for example, I think what help yeah, what helps us define? the black American is the hip hop. And then even then there's intersectionalities fashion, yeah, within that. You know, Absolutely. there's, there's the Atlanta guys, there's the New Yorkers. And I think the same goes for the UK as well, whereby, you know, you have, I don't drill and start there, but you have right. garage, you have grime. Exactly. Right. Which helps. I think I know, this, uh, that's actually, really sorry. I'm I'm really excited. Um,
2: I think it's really, <laughs> this is the kind of yeah. conversation we should be having I to help that I'm identity really come yeah. to life. No, no, cause yeah. it's true. Do you know because, what I mean? Yeah. Cause that like, yeah. is
0: yes so we're, we're speaking about things from like a societal and a with a political view yes but then you can also see where the link is to art and how mm-hmm. that helps in the definition of kind of the personality And i think uh, in accordance to a conversation if you look at kind of where the Irish scene is right now where we have more artists than we've ever had we have more people doing so many creative things than we've ever had it's like we are in the process of that definition of what the black and the Irish is. Do you think there's a... Cl- no, obviously there's not a
4: clear picture yet, but no. can you like piece it together it's, yet? It's it's, it's getting Cause clearer. I don't think there's a clear No, no, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it is there. I, yet. I can't even I can't even like take this and take this and say this is it. Like, do, you, do you know the only thing there's like, not a clear Yeah, do you I'm saying?
1: I think the only thing I would say would be uh, clear to to me my head is like is actually our accent. Now our accent our accent is quite unique you you have you have goody. I don't know if you heard the goody like Dungo. Yeah. He's like what's I started like he's probably like <laughs> and then you have like some like you have the people who sound like I could tell I could tell I mean I maybe mean, because I've lived in Ireland for the best part of two decades like i literally you know I I, I hear you know, the black Irish all the time, right? And I could tell, I I would actually be able to tell from our accent.
0: like A black and Irish a person. A black and
1: Irish person. Like, I think I would as well. Like, I think a lot
2: of
4: people, even UK people, can tell that. Yeah, especially. Yeah. yeah,
1: especially. I think it's the twang,
2: the Irish twang, is, twang. Yeah, is yeah, somewhere a twang. in there. Yeah, like the, the, there's the
1: Nigerian yeah, there. Like, oh, there's, there. The, there's, the, there's the African like as a, there's the, this African like twang twang to mm-hmm. our Irish. But we like if I'm speaking to like Paddy, yeah, sister, we could definitely we can definitely get to his level. But even at that level, you still know that I'm black. Yeah, yeah, yeah That's yeah. so I mean, yeah, yeah.
2: therein lies the essence yeah. of what I'm saying. Yeah, that we need to have conversations around what that sounds like and if we actually like what it sounds like. Yeah. And then we can start to project that. But if we don't, you'll do we hear like other... It? Do you what? Do we like it? Do we that's a question. Like yeah. the and that's that's the, that's the conversations that we should have. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So it helps us then yeah. define exactly. And we're only talking one thing. We're only yeah, talking accent. accent. Yeah, yeah, Within yeah, that, yeah. there is fashion, there's food, there's arts, there's... Different yeah, things, yeah, yeah. you know, wrapped into this one identity that we're trying to create. Yeah, I that's that's so okay. interesting. Even I don't, yeah. I don't
0: think we will like it. And I'll say, I'll tell you why I think. Because um, I was listening to Kano on, he was on a podcast anyway, and mm. he was, and he was talking. He was talking about when, so at the beginning of Garage and Grime, yeah. there was a lot of resistance to the British accent mm. on yes, music. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was yeah, a lot of resistance yeah, yeah. of like because then I used to rap in America. exactly was yeah. yeah. mm. like. But then there was there was a lot of there was a lot of resistance uh, as you we were saying and but then it just it continued on. Do I, and I think it comes from bravery. There's a lot of artists that said, nah, yeah. I am from South London, this is what I sound like, and I will sound like this on my song. Do you get me? And that bravery allowed other people to be like, you know what? I, I, I actually do like what that sounds like. Yeah. And I think looking back to um Officers um the two singles you released. Yeah. He's speaking about things that we know about. Mm-hmm. That happened even here.
1: planting puppies. Saying, I was outside Vela.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's like, that's so like, so you're yeah, speaking about... Do you know about Vela, man? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, tell me. No. <laughs> no, <laughs> man, no, no, I'm no, lost no. in not, translation. He's just he's
0: just no. UFC <laughs> <laughs> for her. everything, man. It's crazy. Yeah. But, but, like, but like those people, for example, when we listen listening to Officer Song, we are hearing about yeah, the Black yeah, and yeah. Irish Awards. We are like, oh, yeah, I was there. Yeah, when I know what you're talking about. Or, yeah. or I, I know about I know about this. He made a reference to something that happened on socials. Like, oh, I was also there. And his accent was what it was. I was like, do you get me? I think it's in these moments where things are defined. Th- there will be a lot of resistance.
1: But and, and it would, and it will take it. It take a little. Do you know what? It will take some. I think we have leverage from as you were saying. Like, look at the US. Look at the UK. Like, and and decide who you want to be, and, mm-hmm. and and then run with it. You know. As you said, like there is going to be. Are we going to be happy with it? Are we going to be like okay with it? That's that's as as, as um Tommy was saying, but I think I think the one and that's why I've always said I've always said it. You know, like when it comes to conversations that we, we get to have on a podcast where there is there's no pressure for us to sound a certain way yeah. exactly. or to look a certain way. This is the I would say this is the rawest form of black and Irish, like in our conversation because. Here's where we get to. Here's where we don't have to pretend to be someone else. Yes. In it's in true. fashion, I don't think we have our identity yet. We like who could we say we dress like? We dress like every other person we see on TV yeah, or yeah. online. Who do we sound like? We sound like you know we're trying to sound like ourselves, but we still sound like. But there's no such thing as Irish. You know, it's if black it's Irish, Irish accent. Yeah, or <laughs> black Irish. Like, even the, our music is no like it's. There's, there's no black the thing, sound you know, of Irish black brand, Irishness Irish exactly. You know, there's no Irish thing it's, itself. Yeah. So I think in terms of conversation, you it's very unless unless you're that talented to be, you know, acting on conversation. You know, this is kind of us showing Irish black Irish life. This is us showing you know you know black Irish mindset. This is us talking about you know it, at the at the kind of rawest type of form. I think this is where things could excel. You know, Absolutely. You know, and right. and
2: things things will at some stage have to move from conversation 100%. to actual um, reality and achievements. Yeah. And yeah. I'll tell you yeah. why. Yeah. I work with a lot of young people in universities and, yeah. and some of them are, you know, black Irish young people. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I hear all the time said in different ways is that struggle with identity.
3: Yeah.
2: You know, there's that confusion. And, you know, can I be Nigerian or can I be Kenyan or can I be South African and at the same time still be Irish? And I'm like, absolutely, because you can't let anyone take away the the benefit of this dual nationality from you. It's not a disadvantage. It's one of the best advantages you can have. You have the best of both worlds and you can bring that. Some people hold just the one pass, but some one end and then the other people one on the other end. Mm -hmm. But you have both and then you have the advantage to bring the benefit of the two cultures that you are from yeah. now yeah. and do a blend of something that never existed yes. before yes. and yes. just yes. say here is who i am Black sorry cannabis. i'm not i'm very non apologetic apologetic about that yeah, okay. and i love what i hear i love yeah. how i dress yeah. i love what i sound like i love the kind of food i want to eat yeah. and well if you don't <laughs> like it it's not for you end of story yeah. so it's Progressing the conversation from just the talk, but it has to be had, yeah, so people can think and they can hear yeah, other yeah, people yeah. say what they're feeling, so they know they're not alone yeah, in that boat of I'm not sure what my identity is. It gives yeah, them some yeah. form of comfort, like okay, yeah. I'm not alone. Yeah. And then it moves on to actually, I think I like what I'm feeling now, what I'm doing. Like oh, I'm I'm feeling that too. Yeah. I'm doing that too. Mm. Ooh, okay, so this is who we are. That's great. Then you know, and <laughs> yeah. it's, before you know it, it's building. Like, we're feeling the same thing. We're doing the same thing. Oh, that's great. That's Mm -hmm. fine. It may not be exactly the same way, but we're going somewhere together because we hear each other sharing our experiences and our pains and our, you know, our progress.
4: I wanted to ask, was there any obstacles you faced? Like, you talk about having dual citizenship. Like, when you're obviously in a dominated, you're in a white dominated place. Mm. Was it, did you made feel like, oh, you're black?
2: (laughs) I don't need to be made to feel that I'm black. I am black. (laughs) And look, when I first came to Ireland, if I entered a room, uh, most times I was the only black person in the room Mm. because I was always that person who would raise my hand and say yes to everything. I'll go to every training, (laughs) go to every meeting. I wanted to just be there and see what was happening because I decided this was going to be home. And those times I would excuse when people would say they didn't see me, right? Oh, you were there, I didn't see you. What? But today, you laugh. dare not say you didn't <laughs> see me. Because I'm the only black person in the room. If you didn't see me, you need to go to Specsavers. Yes. So our disadvantage <laughs> has become our advantage. Yeah. But at the same time, we shouldn't be the only black people walking into a room. There should be several other should people. Be people. Outside, yeah. Because now they, we know better that opportunities are there for us for the yeah. taking. But in terms of being made to feel like, oh, you are different yeah. and you're not like us, I'm made to feel that on, on a regular basis, you know, um, through conversations, yeah. through um, insinuations that people make.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, um, through people imply things without saying it directly, and it's, it's not lost on me, mm-hmm. and I'm very clear, and I take no captives. You say it, I give you your answer straight back. You, you I'm in this room. I'm well-deserving of being in this room. You don't tell me I don't deserve to be in this room because mm-hmm. I'm black. Right, so let's talk about that if that's <laughs> an elephant in the room. <laughs> no, let's no clear that straight away. So I, I take no captives uh, because I, I never ask for favors or I hardly ask for favors. Yeah. and so when I'm, when I'm doing something, I'm getting involved in something I know I've earned to be there. Yes. So when people and it will happen it will continue to happen. You have one thing you have to know is that you have no control over how people respond to you or react to something you do. You mm-hmm. don't have control over that. Yep. You don't have control over whether people decide to be racist or not. You have no control over that. What you have control over is how you respond. respond And your response is very important to either educating or actually missing an opportunity to educate. So we have to be very conscious of that, that our response is very key. We, We can be angry inside. But you have to control that anger. And I'll give you a very practical example. When I was canvassing at the doors in 2019, I remember going to the shopping mall and I met this man. I was with a few people, and I met this man who asked me, "Oh, I see you're running in the local. Are you yeah me?" I'm like, "Yes." Oh, I see you're running in the local elections. So like, yeah, okay. And then he'd asked me a few things, and I was very patient and, you know, kept telling myself if the things he was asking, they were rude and yeah. um, they were very condescending.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, they were gearing towards, oh, you're a woman, you must be stupid.
3: Huh.
2: Um, but Damn. I had to control myself and just answer. Yeah. I kept thinking, mm, okay, but I answered politely. And then the last, the, the question, which was like the icing on the cake, he said, and you think you're intelligent enough to run.
1: Jesus.
2: And that wasn't just <laughs> it, because I was a woman. It, from the, the context of the conversation, it black. was because I was a black woman.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. And Look, honestly, I thank God for values because that day my immediate response would have been to wrap him up in a ball and (laughs) throw him against the wall. But my value of respect wouldn't let me. So I stood there, took a deep breath. When I'm upset, I put water in my mouth. But that day I didn't have the bottle of water it was Mm. in the car. You can't speak with water in your mouth. And then it gives you a second to process before you open your mouth. I'm very conscious when I'm saying things especially when I'm upset. So because I didn't have the bottle, I took a moment and I took a deep breath. Do I say to this man, do I speak my mind and rock the boat or do I be a good girl and just follow my values? And I decided, look, your values are key to you. You can't fall yeah. now and feel yourself. So my response to him was, you know what? <coughs> we'll wait till the 26th of well, May yes. because the elections were on the 24th and uh. the results would have been announced down the 25th or 26th. Yeah. Depending on how many days it took to count. Yeah. So I kind of took an extra day into it. I said, well, wait until the 26th of May mm. and see if the people of Navan think I'm intelligent enough to run. Wow. Hey? And, you were. and I said, thank you very much. It was really lovely to meet you And I left. This is four and a half years down. I'm still looking for that man every single <laughs> day. I, go the I love that. To ask him. So do you think the people of Navan were intelligent enough? Probably, you. <laughs> He's probably He's me. By fire, by force. But the essence of sharing that is for us to remember that we're all uh, ambassadors carrying yeah. a flag and yeah. we have opportunities to change the narrative, yeah. but Obviously. it's dependent on our response to whatever comes or whatever is thrown at us. Yeah. Very key. Yeah. Yeah.
4: A lot of people say, I have values, I have values. Yeah. But when when your values I get tested, 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 tested you still have you, those same values. Or
1: you hold it.
0: <laughs> I think you said something that's really important, but like I think... An important thing that we need to add to it is also not opportunity, it's also responsibility as well. Absolutely. because um, you are saying, as ambassadors, it is you're responsible to mm. kind of who you are, what you are presenting, and um, you know, when you were saying that if someone gives it to you, you kind of give it back, you answer immediately. It's like there's a responsibility to educate, like you can't think that way or you can't say those types yeah. of things. Um, and I think your response to that guy was, was top I've class. I've heard,
4: but a lot of people. Thank you. Nowadays they get tired of educating. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not like my job to so educate okay you anyway. about what whatever you said. Yeah, yeah. Like, was that is that the right mindset to go about? Or? I can
2: understand how people can get weary, especially if it's something that's coming at you on a daily basis. But yeah, you yeah, can't, yeah. especially if you are in the forefront, mm-hmm. you can't be tired.
3: Yeah. yeah. You're,
2: you're carrying a burden. It's like, you know, when I became the, yes. the first person That's to be big. elected, yeah. I was carrying a pace setter burden, which yeah. is very heavy. Yes. You know, yeah. so my role was beyond just being a local councillor representing uh-huh. Navan. Uh-huh. I was getting calls from all parts of the country where uh-huh. people felt. I, I, I had to be telling people, I'm not the disherko. Uh, yeah. I'm just a councilor representing because yeah. they wanted different stuff. But they felt that they were here with somebody from a migrant community who yeah. could represent yeah. us yeah. at different spheres, yeah. right? Yeah. And I had to try and remind them, I have a a remit of work to deliver, and this is beyond my my remit to deliver. But I can perhaps refer you to, to someone, yeah. or speak to somebody on your behalf, but it's not my job to do. And so that's me then trying to do something extra outside my work. And so like, um, you know, like like you've you've rightly asked, it's it's important that we, as people who are carrying a responsibility, I think that's the key word here. We have to recognize that whilst we've lived in Ireland, Mm. For the good part of... I've been in Ireland for 23 years. Uh-huh. We're still in learning. Even we are learning to identify our black Irishness. Yeah, so this, yeah. We're still in a process of learning. Look at America. Look at the UK. Yeah. They've been at this for years. They have like how many generations yeah. of black British people. Yeah, yeah. America has like... I don't even know how many generations yeah. of black. Yet they are still struggling with it. Yeah. So we have an opportunity to actually bypass a few of those struggles yes, and make yes, it better for ourselves. Yeah. That's why we can't get tired. Uh, yeah, Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, they all these people never got tired till the last days. They kept fighting and fighting and fighting. Yeah. But they created kind of like, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Stepping stones and platforms yeah, that yeah. we today can refer to yeah. and say, yes, we heard him say this. We heard her say this. They fought for this. So we're constantly in the forefront Of educating, but we have to educate with the right knowledge. You can't be an you can't be a teacher when you don't know the subject. Yeah. And we can't teach a a person who is going to teach has to have patience. Mm. Mm. Teachers who teach Young people in in primary in school. I think, I think they I <laughs> think that they should be the best paid people yeah, in the world yeah, because yeah, of part the part level part. of patience. Yeah. And so, if we see ourselves as people who teach and yeah. educate,
3: yeah.
2: it first of all be very clear. It doesn't mean we have all the answers. Yeah, it yeah, just yeah. means that we're willing to share what we have. Yeah, sure, yeah. And so, if we constantly find ourselves becoming the teachers, we have to learn more. Um, yeah. I started a project called Culture Pals, yeah. and the essence is simple. I just got sick and tired of constantly just talking to people about, no, you need to need it. I'm like, okay, we'll just use a platform. And it's really simply asking people, what do you know about this? Just do a little one-minute, two-minute video, and let's put it on Culture pals. We're educating people.
3: Mm. Yeah,
2: yeah. And a key part of Culture Pal is we can't, for example, we can't tell people not to call, this is an example, don't call pl- black people nigger right? Yeah. We tell them, don't call black people nigger. They have to understand why. Because you, I have a lot of people asking me, but black people call black people nigger. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're not my brother. Mm-hmm. You're not my sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know don't understand nigger. the connection. You're not my nigger, right? So, <laughs> you can't be calling me nigger, alright? So we have to help people understand what's in that, first of all. And then second of all, When we take away what they're used to saying, Mm -hmm. there's a vacuum. We must fill that vacuum. And then give them what they should be saying instead. And say, you don't have permission to call me a nigger because. Mm -hmm. And so instead, Mm -hmm. call me Councillor (laughs) Yemi. End of story. My son, who is now 14, sorry, he's now 15, when he was, I think he was only just nine or eight, He was playing on the field with his brother and he ran home and said, Mom, mom, I'm like, Yes, darling. He said, Some kids on the field asked me for permission to call me the N word. (laughs) I'm like, What? That's
1: Ah. a (laughs) (laughs) respectful (laughs) racist. That's a respectful racist.
2: I'm like, what? He said, Yeah, they asked for my permission to call me the N word. And these kids are like seven, eight, nine year olds. Yeah. I'm like, okay, sweetie what did you say to them? Say, I told them you can't be my friend anymore. I'm like, okay, why did you say that? He said, mom, because if they want to call me the N word, they can't be my friend. Mm. And if they dare ask me for permission to call me what I don't want to be called, they can't be my friend. And I'm like, put it there, son. (laughs) Super proud of you. (laughs) So those are the kinds of information and education that we should be putting out there. Yeah. Um, Helping people understand why we say this is not right. Mm, Why travelers don't want to be called knackered. It's disrespectful to them. And then people have to understand why, you know? So, and then replace it with, this is why you shouldn't call them. And if you want, why do you even want to call them a derogatory name anyway? You know? That's,
0: yeah. that's, a, that's, that's a true, very you know? Why why? Like,
1: why? why are you, why why?
2: you, why are you this, so bro? pressed on calling them that? Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. And if you want to ask, look, some people ask stupid questions, but I always say there's no stupid question. Yeah, yeah. You know? People ask you, Oh, is it? Is it? Okay, yeah, Is it okay to call you a black woman? I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah Just yeah. don't call me a nigger. Don't call me a nigger. Yeah. <laughs> um, I
1: was, I was gonna ask, like, obviously, you, because you, you, you're obviously you've seen me so long, and we don't want to keep you here forever to, to be talking about everything, <laughs> but uh, like, thirty years of marriage is is big. It is quite big. Yeah. Um, for, for for the young guys and young women going into marriage you know because I think right now it's, it's definitely marriage season oh and listen like there's the a spirit of, of marriage like even <laughs> he, grabbed hey, <laughs> <laughs> he grabbed you he
3: grabbed he you he grabbed you he grabbed him quickly I that's great
1: <laughs> he grabbed me he grabbed <laughs> me isn't it, it like in it like just like there's, there's obviously a lot of people you know uh, maybe it's just the age that we're at as well that man are just getting married as well I think um, that's a big part yeah because <laughs> no 15 year olds <laughs> have this <laughs> but um yeah no even at that you know what, what I, i'm always curious to find out what the, what the things that we should always kind of like think about look look out for how, how does what is the what is that you know um magic to keeping it 30 years and still <laughs> calling him the best man ever you know like yeah. you, you hear people married for 30 years or Jada that says that we're separated for seven. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, Jada. Jada, you know, so like, what is that magic to, to, to just, you know, even still like, like your husband after 30 mm. years? And like your wife too. Yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't trying to like no husband. I'm trying to like somebody
2: else. <laughs> Um, first of all, yes, it's the marriage season uh, for a lot of young black people, yeah. um, I can tell you all the seasons. Like when we first came here, it was pregnancy season. We had all the long bellies, pushing pushing <laughs> oh buggies and all of that. No, but it's true. You know that. Like, yeah. And then it became yeah. the school season. Oh, yes, this one. Which school did your child go to? da 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 uh, And yeah. all of that. And then yeah. it was uni season. Okay. Oh, what, what college you did your see, child you get into? I've, I've seen okay. all the seasons. Yeah. Been there, done yeah. that, won the t-shirt. Uh, yeah. And then it's marriage season. And, yeah. you know, you guys are so blessed. Because if you go, if you think of, People your age yeah. back in Africa,
3: yeah.
2: at your age, yeah. marriage is the last thing on their mind.
0: Right now. Yes.
2: Right now, yeah. marriage is the last thing on their mind. They're still right. trying to get a job.
3: Yeah. Like yeah. you guys yeah. have
2: a job. Sure. You come out of college, yeah. you know, you're looking for a job, you yeah. get the experience, you got the work, you get the work placement, you're in it like that. Yeah. And you pick and choose. You know, you guys pick and choose. Yeah. You, you, know? change careers? you change careers. <laughs> they don't have that advantage. So it's yeah. a blessing in itself. Yeah. And so yeah. with that done, then you can start kind of like gravitate towards marriage. Yeah. And yeah. that's a huge phase in a young person's life. Yeah. First of all, you have to understand that the person you decide to marry is the person you're choosing to spend the rest of your life with. Yeah. So yeah. whether you like it or not, they will impact your life. Yes. You have to know that. They will impact your life. So when you're choosing, first choose a friend. I know love is big. Oh, I feel the Peter patter, you know, bubbly. Uh, uh, love is a feeling. Yeah? yeah, it's a feeling, right? When I was younger, we used to say this funny thing about love. That love is a feeling you feel when you feel you're feeling a feeling that you feel that you've never felt before. <laughs> I talk about spoken words. <laughs> <laughs> But we used to say that about love, right? And it stuck to me that love is a feeling. And there are times within a marriage that love will fly through the window. The key, one big key that can always bring love back no matter what happens is friendship.
3: Yeah.
2: So I've been blessed to have built a friendship with my husband over the last couple of years. And that friendship has been the glue. Mm. So there are times I don't want to talk to him as my husband. Yeah, I are yeah, like, yeah. if I had a pillow, <laughs> why <when> are sleeping? <laughs> but then I miss my friend. Yeah, 100, 100. And think about it, right? For those of us who have really good friends, it's easy for you to forgive your friend when they mess up. Yeah, yeah. But you're upset with your girlfriend and you really don't want to talk to them yeah. to, with your girlfriend. Because that love thing is telling you, <laughs> I am not loving you right now. But your best friend who is a guy or a girl, the same sex as yourself, they're like, ah, dude, I didn't mean that. Now, guy, come on. I'm like, I don't do it again. You forgive so easily. That's why it's important that even in the midst of love, which is a feeling, you have a good friend, which actions a lot of things for you. Mm. Somebody you can depend on, you can trust. You know has got your back, right? Because a friend will have your back. A yeah. good friend yeah, right, will have okay, your back. Yeah, yeah. So it's not enough to just look for a wife or a husband. It's important to look for a friend in whoever you're going to. So if that thing isn't there, start building it. Have a good friend that you're not bored to have conversations with. Amazon yeah. and I stay up. When we get into bed, like we don't sleep straight away. Mm-hmm. We laugh like we giggle. Even now, it's one of the best things. Yes. And and I'm God's God's honest truth. (laughs) This is God's honest truth. We have such a good laugh going to bed. I wake up a happy woman every single time. Right? So that brings me to the third thing. There has to be an intentionality to want the marriage to work. Mm. You have to... the Same way, you're looking for a promotion at work, you have to um, look for a m- promotion amongst yourselves, yeah. Uh, right? I want to, so we made a decision years and years ago after we had a struggle. Look, my, my marriage has not always been perfect, yeah, 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 yeah. The first few years of my marriage was a hassle, like yeah. nobody tells you what to say do, that. yes. Like the first few years because of you're learning. Is You're learning, but you guys have an advantage. I didn't get to hear this kind of conversation Uh, from anybody. But you guys are blessed. You're hearing it. Nobody Nobody told me, this is what you do. This is what you don't do. You just dive in and you hope for the best, right? And so there was a lot of struggle and there was no one to go to, or this is what I'm going through, or to have a mentor who could tell you, or don't say this, don't do that. Oh. You know, you just kind of found your way around things. Yeah. But the one thing that kept me was I saw a good man, okay. right? He, his heart was always in the right place. Yeah. Yeah. A good man who had a good heart yeah. and had good intentions but was doing stupid things.
3: (laughs) All of us, every (laughs) every, every
2: nigga. (laughs) So I had to, in my mind, separate the two things. This was a good man. So how do I get this good man to do good things rather than stupid things? And then, as a woman, I had to understand my role in his life.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Right? The Bible calls me his helper. Uh A person who doesn't need help, who is strong and has all the answers, does not need help. Excuse yeah, me, uh, yeah. Does not need help. Yeah, yeah. So God knew what he was doing when he created a man and said, the woman is going to be your helper. Mm. And the Bible says he who finds a wife finds a good, good need, thing," yeah, right? Yeah, good thing. And obtains favor. So first thing, the easiest way for a man to have favor from God, easy, it's like that, it's like freebies, is to find his wife.
3: Yeah.
2: And finding your wife is not when you find the woman you're going to marry.
3: Mm.
2: that's the mistake people make this is my understanding and my revelation of understanding that portion of the bible Mm. it's not when you find the woman you're going to marry oh that's the girl i'm going to marry yeah i found her no you haven't found her you just saw a girl you're going to put the ring on Mm. finding your wife for me takes us back to the story of isaac and rebecca Yes, yes so isaac never knew rebecca They brought her he's far he went said go to my father's Um, village tribe and find me he never knew he didn't know jack about her and they brought her in right so he didn't know anything so even we have the advantage of knowing ourselves we date ourselves we court ourselves Mm -hmm. we know each other right but this dude never knew nothing about her and she arrived and the bible says and she became his wife Mm -hmm. I love the bible because it's very intentional about how it phrases things it said she became his wife first thing was she became his wife And he loved her, Uh, right? So he he couldn't have loved her because he didn't know her.
3: her. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. He couldn't have loved her. Uh, We have the advantage of loving each other first before we get married. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. And yet things
2: fail, right? Yeah. So we're getting something wrong there, right? So she became his wife, and he loved her. How did he love her so much so that he was able to say, know that he's found the wife? First, he allowed himself to get to know her. Right, mm-hmm. this is how he found her. Mm-hmm. So after you, when you're going out with your wife, you have the advantage of getting to know really, really, really know her, mm. and then you know her doubly. You never stop knowing a woman. Yes, uh, so Thirty so years, and so. my husband is still me oh. him, <laughs> <laughs> So you always want so to, so know. to know <laughs> why is she cranky at this yeah. specific time of the month? Why is she upset? Mm. Why is she saying apologize? And you're like, oh, come on, like, I should, I don't. dude, just apologize and move on. That's what she's asking for. Mm. When men understand that, I can guarantee you, a woman will put her life on the line for you. Mm. Right? She will wake up. When a woman wakes up, when a woman is in love, mm. she wakes up thinking, how do I make this guy's life better? He's my assignment. He's wow. my job. He's my task. She's a, man. <laughs> a <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Because she understands that she is your helper. Mm. Yeah. So I knew my assignment was to help this fine young man of mine mm. have a better life, a life that is, that, is, that will be the fullest he can ever have. So mm. I wake up every day thinking, and I've always woken up every day. Over the last number of years, I've known him. Mm. How do I make his life better? Mm. How do I project him to the world and sell him? We have a saying in the part of Nigeria, I come from, they say yeah. which means if I sell you short, yeah and I speak nonsense about you, yeah. when everything is right with us, I can't go back to everybody and say, see that thing I said about him? Ah, oh, you know, we're just upset, we're just mm. upset. No, you yeah. can't do that. Yeah. You've already yeah. said the word. Yeah. So it's you being able to package, packaging,
3: yeah. <laughs>
2: package yourselves in ways that yeah. people see you through each other's eyes. Yeah. Mm. And that's how they see the value that you mm. both carry. When you, sp- when I speak of my husband, before my husband came wow. to join me in Ireland, yeah. People thought he was taller and bigger because yeah. of the way I projected him. Yeah. Wow. And
3: yeah, people yeah.
2: saw him on the screen. He's an actor. They didn't yeah. know, and who had never met him didn't know how tall or how short. But when yeah. they saw him, like, ah, he's not too tall, though. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah, thought yeah. he was this tall hefty man. Yeah. Why? Because of the way I spoke, him. spoke yeah. of him. Crazy. Because I'm at, in doing that, I'm adding value to myself <sighs> as well. Wow. So young people have to understand yeah. first Find each other. Mm. The guys have to take their time, ask a lot of questions. Don't be afraid to ask. Mm. Ask a lot of questions. What can I do? What should I do? Tell me how you like it. Tell me what you want. Don't be afraid to ask. Girls like that kind of stuff, right? All right. And then the girls also have to understand that men also have their own needs. The ego is there. They want respect. They want to. be the Lord and Master. Yeah, yeah, they want to yeah. be in charge. Yeah. It's okay. Make a man feel he's in charge, but you know you're in charge.
1: It is true. I think even a wise man just knows that like, his woman's really in charge. Yeah. Just just like I guess let me
2: But wisdom yeah. is like not everyone is a wise man. Who <laughs> was wise? And no, I, no, I no. think I'll just wrap up on this and say, no. just look out for each other. Yeah, look out before you care for other people your responsibilities first to each other be each yeah. other's backbone be there let like i can put my hand on my heart and say if if anyone in this world's got my back it's dey jadenuga yeah. 24/7 i know yeah. he will not think to he will never throw me under the bus ever uh, but how many people can say that yeah you know even in relationships how many people have a fear in their heart but it doesn't come automatically you have to earn it yeah, so you have to walk your way to earning it, like, so that that person can trust you enough. And money is a big problem in relationships,
3: yeah. you know, yeah.
2: big problem. The money we earn is ours, yeah, is ours. When you have your plan for your family, what do we want? Your marriage is an entity on its own. Mm. You're the guy, she's the girl. You're two separate entities. The marriage is an entity, the marriage is as alive as you both. Are. You have to feed it. Sure. Think of it as a bank account. You only pull out what you put in. Mm. You can't yeah. go into a bank and say you want to pull out two thousand euros when you only put in a hundred euros. Yeah. It doesn't work. Tried to if do you, it you need day. to pull out two thousand, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So they tried
4: it the other day. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: Does no, it, doesn't, it doesn't if you're asking for a loan, you know, or overdraft? <laughs> oh, you literally yeah. have to feel you, they will ask you for your father's leg and your mother's yeah, arm yeah, just yeah, for you know, yeah, so yeah. you have to put in what you want so you can pull it out. Yeah, so always think of your marriage as a separate entity that needs feeding, it is a living, breathing entity that wants to live.
0: Yeah,
2: yes, it wants to be alive. Feed it, and when you feed it, you pull out what you're fed into it. I hope that makes sense to you guys
1: we'll be blessed we'll be blessed
4: blessed. my second sermon today (laughs) and pray
2: together yes Yes. family the priest together